the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. Today is a, a prayer day, one hour of prayer 
I invite you to call quickly. Don't wait until the end, but come and pray for Washington, D.C. Come and pray for the American church. Come and open your heart to Jesus. Confess sin. Deal with whatever is necessary to be dealt with that you could get through to the courtyard and the tabernacle of Jesus in the heavenly realm. Call right now, 877-534-0780. That's 877-534-0780. Now, Matthew, giving us the words of Jesus, was very, very clear. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. Now Jesus gives us the conditions that we've been speaking about in this series this week the school of the Holy Spirit. The first condition is that you must want in your heart to follow Jesus. The second condition is you must say no to yourself. And then you must take up your cross. You must be crucified with Christ. These are difficult words, and if we could begin to understand them, we would begin to understand that we are to receive only from the hand of Jesus what he wants to give us, what he desires to give us. And so we don't reach out our hand and grab what we can grab. Ambition has to be put on the cross. my own struggle in Jesus, the greatest struggle I have had through my entire life has been always wanting to reach out and take what I desired, the opportunity, the advancement, the increased money, always wanting to reach out for the relationship that I wanted, for the recognition I desired, to reach out and buy the things that I wanted to buy, the books, the magazines, the self-help, always wanting to know the new strategies for success, all of that has got to go to the cross, and it has for me. I've also always been very concerned about appearance. How do I dress? 
I learned very early that when I would go out to the mall, if I dressed a certain way, I would have much more success, much more respect. I learned that early from my dad. We worked on a farm. And before he would go downtown to the bank, he would always change his clothes because he said, when I go in the bank, if I'm dressed like an old farmer, they'll treat me like an old farmer. But if I'm dressed like a businessman, they'll treat me like a businessman. There is in our hearts a desire to be loved and respected And there's nothing wrong with that. But when we reach out in our own ambition and begin to take what we desire, then we block what Jesus wants to do for us. That's been a very painful issue for me, and I've spent a great deal of time praying about it. Letting go. Letting go, letting go, taking a hold of Jesus. There are many wonderful promises that Jesus has given us. One of the most powerful promises that I have used time after time after time to reach heaven's gate is found in Mark, the 11th chapter, beginning in verse 22. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, Forgive him so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. A precious, precious promise. Instead of reaching out and grasping what we desire, we go to the prayer closet. We seek first his kingdom, not my kingdom. I seek first his righteousness, not my righteousness. And we pray. You're welcome to call and pray, 877-534-0780. Let's pray. O Lord, we come to pray. We come to seek your face and to humble our hearts and to confess that we have time after time sought what our own hearts desired, making plans that were not of you but were of our human spirit, buying things that simply satisfied our fleshly desires, but had nothing to do with your kingdom, but establishing our own kingdom, our own authority, our own pride. Lord, 
I come today to ask Almighty God, would you deal with my heart down to the very depths of my soul regarding this issue of receiving only from your hand what you choose to give me? Would you deal with my brothers and sisters on this same issue? Lord, our hearts are so filled with desires and wants and hungers so that we think we can hunger after social media and go and do whatever we desire to do there, to live on Facebook, to live on Instagram, to live on the stupid, foolish TikTok. Lord, we think we can live on our cell phones. And Lord, it's created a whole generation of of shallow, disconnected men and women, boys and girls, never really facing the lust of our own heart. Lord, we think we can go buy whatever clothing we desire. We think we can go buy Oh, Lord, there's a hunger in our heart for a new car, whether we need it or not. And so, Lord, I was with one man. And he just said to me, you know what? Interest rates are really low. I'm going to go get another car. His car was perfectly fine. But he wanted another car. So he went and purchased a $40,000 unit only because of his own pride, not out of any need. Lord, we, we think we have the right to go buy the car we want. We think we have the right to go look at what we desire to look at to watch the movie that intrigues our interest. Lord, we're out there wandering around in a wicked world, feasting on the things of darkness, and we call ourselves the church. And Lord, many who are listening go to what is sexually unclean and think it's okay. Go to the Go to the pornography. Go to the music. Things of darkness. Because we think we have the right to go take what we want to take and satisfy the desires of our own heart and not seek first your kingdom and not seek only your kingdom and only your righteousness, but instead to create our own desire and our own kingdom and our own Lord. Is it any wonder you cannot bless your people today? Oh, yes, we say we're rich and increased in goods, have need of nothing on our way to heaven, walking in sin, but we're saved. Lord, how ugly, how disgusting. Lord, I beseech you today, Would you forgive us? Would you forgive your church? 
Lord, I pray for your church today. I pray for every, every Christian who is listening, who has made a decision that they want to follow you, but they're still out there doing what they want to do, still going where they want to go, buying what they want to buy, living the lifestyle of the rich and the famous, even though we're facing catastrophic loss in America. Lord, please come. Please come and deal with our hearts. I pray in your precious name. Amen. Well, our producer, Brother Kevin, has told me that we have a caller. Let's take that caller. Please pray. Yeah, good morning, Pastor Ray. Good morning. I love it. Yeah, good morning, this is Greg. I love hearing you read that Guy Bevington book. I got it the other day, and I just love, I haven't read it all yet, but I'll pray. Uh, Father God, uh, just well, thank you and bless Pastor Ray, Father. He's been such a blessing on the radio, and Lord God, just forgive me and all those who have breathed Holy Spirit. We've quenched the fire. I want to renew a a new heart, Lord God. We repent. I want a heart of repentance for all those who have backstepped, Lord God. And just, we need to wait on and being set free and take up our cross, Lord God. Please, in Jesus' name, amen. Love you, Pastor Ray. Bye. Thank you. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Bless you. Our phone number is 877 877- Five three four zero seven eight zero. Would you pray? Would you call right now? The lines are all wide open. Would you call and pray? Lord, I agree with my brother who just called and prayed. And Lord, we ask for that spirit of humility and of repentance. For which of us have not grieved your Holy Spirit so that we live in a very shallow time where we don't even really know how to pray anymore? All we know how to do is go after what we're hungry for. Lord, today, I and many who are listening are hungry for you, Jesus. And we know there has to be a dramatic change in our hearts. We know there has to be a turning of our hearts. And we know that can only happen by the blood of Jesus. Almighty God. I plead your blood today over every person who's listening and over every church in America. Lord, we are an apostate church. We're blind and naked and miserable and wretched and poor and don't even know it. And I see your judgments are going to be poured out upon this earth. And I know, Lord, 
as these judgments from your hand come. I plead that they would be under repentance and not under destruction. I pray, Lord, that you will disturb the Christian church in America, for we have sold our heresies of the sinning Christian, of unconditional love. Lord, we've sold our heresy all over the world, and we have infected Africa and Asia and other parts of the world with our heresies. I'm asking, Lord, that you would come and correct this. But I'm asking that your judgments would be under repentance and not under destruction. I know the economy is going to crash and that America is going to be hungry. But Lord, I ask that through whatever judgment you must bring, that you will bring forth repentance and holiness that you would cause us to cry out for entire sanctification. Oh, Lord, I know there are conditions that the church must meet. I know there are conditions that I must meet and every Christian listening must meet. And Lord, we've gone too long not meeting those conditions and just coasting along and Lord, when we're coasting along, we're going downhill, and I see your church rapidly descending, getting further and further from you, being caught up in every kind of foolishness and delusion, thinking that we're something because we can build big buildings and have big budgets and have pastors who have graduate degrees. Lord, forgive me. Forgive us. Change, O oh God, what's happening. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Our phone number, 877 Eight seven seven five three four zero seven eight zero. First John, the fifth chapter. I'll begin reading in verse fourteen. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. Now, let's be very honest. A short, quick prayer gives us no assurance that God hears. So if we simply say, okay, I've prayed, I know God heard me, and now I know I have the answer, you are fooling yourself. That is such a shallow, ugly position to take. Some... Very foolish Christians today say, if you pray something more than one time, you're demonstrating a lack of faith. Well, they're wrong. Jesus prayed three times in the Garden of Gethsemane, and it was not sin, and it was not lack of faith. He needed to get to the Lord God of heaven, and he needed to hear very clearly what he should do. And he heard, 
drink the cup to the bottom, die. We need to hear from God, and we need to hear very directly. And we need to pray in such a manner and wait before him in such a manner that when he answers, we know he has answered us. And we know we have what we have asked of him. Luke 11, verse 9, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If then you, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? But you notice he says, ask, seek, and knock. That takes time and energy. This book I've been sharing this week that an earlier prayer brother talked about was Guy Bevington's. The name of it, Remarkable Miracles. Guy Bevington would sometimes lay on his face for 30 or 40 hours of continuous prayer for one person's healing. And then God would move. And he would heal that person. He would restore them. Or he would bring forth a revival in a church and save the church. I don't mean to offend you. But we've been so shallow and so casual and so false in our prayers. I remember as a boy, we had prayer meeting every Wednesday night and I always wanted to go to prayer meeting with my father. But I got so sick of the prayer meetings because I could tell you I had memorized everybody's prayer that was going to pray. They always prayed the same thing every week. And so I began whispering their prayers with them. And my dad reached over and thumped with his knuckle my head. And he said, stop it. <laughs> well, us, we were on our way home. I said, Daddy, they're just mocking God with their prayers. He said, no, don't judge them. That's where they're at. That's how they stand with Jesus. That's better than being a pagan. That's why Jesus was so clear when he said in Revelation to the Laodicea church, you're blind and naked and miserable and you don't even know it. You're just unconscious. This is where the church is. 
Are you in this same place? Will you cry out to God for the church? Will you cry out to God for yourself? I opened these phone lines for Washington, D.C., and just a few people try to get through to even call and pray. Why? Because the church is so shallow, we don't know how to pray. We just say our little ditties, now I lay me down to sleep. We have our memorized things we say, phrases that we say that are empty and powerless. So we have this hour to pray. Our phone number is 877-534-0780. Mr. Producer, do we have any calls coming in? No calls coming in. I sometimes wonder if we should continue doing these prayers on Friday. Three or four people will call and pray and that's it. The phone line should be utterly jammed. Good, we have a caller. Welcome. Please pray. Father, we come before you humbly in the precious name of Jesus, through the precious blood of the Lamb. Lord, we thank you today for your love, for your mercy, for your grace, for your peace, for your joy, for your strength, God. Lord, I pray that you strengthen the church in this hour, Lord. And God, most of all, I pray that you spirit pour out the spirit of supplication on the church in this moment, God, that we may be gripped under the influence of divine power and persuasion, God, that we may realize what hour we're living in, Lord. It is the last time, and it is the last time of the last times, and would to God, Lord, that the church in America would wake up in this moment, Lord, and begin to cry out to you and put that, and, and myself included, Lord. Oh, God, would you put that cry in my heart, Lord, for the apathy, for the lethargy, God, in the church. And, Lord, would you wake us up, Lord, the Laodicean church must wake up. We must become as gold tried in the fire, Lord, that we would make it through the coming days and the tests and the trials and tribulations that are certainly coming upon us and upon the earth in this moment, Lord. But, God, if we if we are uh, tied up with you, We will make it through uh, as fine gold. We will make it through in a glorious way, Lord. We won't be limping uh, into your presence, God, but we'll come into your presence gloriously because you stood with us, even as uh, the three Hebrew men, uh, Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego, were put in the fire. God, but you were surrounding them. And and, uh, even Nebuchadnezzar said there was one in there, like unto the Son of the living God, because you walked in that fire with them, Lord, and they came out without the smell of smoke. And God, in this hour, if we could have your presence in such a way, we would come out without the smell of smoke. God, even as that old preacher said back in the day, we don't have any troubles. All we need is faith in God. And Lord, if we have faith in you, we can make it through anything. We can make it through pandemic endemic we can make it even uh, through the lives of the devil himself and god because we've gripped on to the truth we've gripped on uh to your your uh, uh powerful hand lord and you're gonna carry us through with your glorious might god i ask you to convict the leaders of this nation bring them uh, under the spirit of conviction lord and cause them to turn 
away from their wicked policies and from their idiocy, Lord. And God, that they would begin to call upon your name. They would begin to uh, acknowledge you as uh, the God over this nation. Even as the pilgrims hit this land, Lord, they dedicated this nation to God. And Lord, let us go back to those foundations, those roots, Lord, that uh, we would call upon your name and acknowledge you as the Savior of this nation, Lord. And God, if they refuse and resist your spirit, I ask you to remove them out of office and let another take up their bishopric in this moment, God. Lord, that uh, the one that would call upon your name, one that would acknowledge you, one that would uh, uh, not be ashamed of your name and of who you are. And God, we thank and praise you today, Lord, that you do hear our prayers, that you uh, uh, are your ears are inclined to the righteous, not that we are righteous in ourselves, but by the precious blood of the Lamb that we've called upon your name, Lord. And you've been merciful to us. Your mercies are renewed every morning. Glory be to your holy name. And we thank you and praise you today for it, Lord. And we just ask you to move in the midst uh, of this nation once again, Lord. And God, I ask for a blessing over your natural chosen seed, the Jewish people. God, you said, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. And Lord, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray, God, that the scales would fall off the eyes of your uh, natural chosen people, Lord, the Jewish people, God. And they would call on the name of Yeshua. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For you said, Lord, uh, through your apostle Paul, that he was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, because it is the power of God unto salvation Hmm. to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and then to the Greek. And we give you praise and thanks that your will is going to come to pass somehow, some way, God, by your supernatural, not by power, not by might, but by your spirit, Lord. We give you praise and honor and glory for today. Ha <laughs> ha. The devil is a liar. I know that's right. Praise your holy name today, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Brother Tom. Thank you. Bless you, Pastor Ray. Keep Thank on you. keeping on. You're, you're, you're doing a great work. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Our phone number is 877-534-0780. Please call now. The phone lines are wide open. The children of Israel were exiled because of their sin. And we read this passage of Scripture. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. But we don't like to read the verse before that. Let me read it for you. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promises to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. That's after 70 years of captivity, of prison time. The children of Israel were headed for captivity. Slaves to Babylon. 70 years. So don't quote this passage of scripture that God has plans for you and plans to prosper you and not to harm you when he plans to 
discipline you, and he's going to discipline the American church. And then I pray revival will come, that the American church will repent, that he will send his Holy Spirit. But I can tell you we're in for some suffering, we're in for some persecution, we're in for some hunger, we're in for some homelessness. America is crashing and burning right now. The economy is contracting like it has never in history contracted. The fiat dollar, the petrodollar is crashing. We're in for some pain, brothers and sisters. But then God is going to come. And he's going to revive his church. And he's going to have a church, a bride, without spot or wrinkle. We have another caller. Welcome. Please pray. Thank you, Pastor Ray. Um, before I pray for, for our nation, may I pray for the missionaries that were kidnapped in Haiti, please? Please. I thank you. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we can come before you. Oh, please, I pray. I pray to be worthy, that not worthy in my own strength and by me, but through your blood, Jesus. Yes. That, that you would hear our prayers. Lord, I lift up to you because I heard this morning um, I couldn't sleep, and then at five I heard the news, and and they've put a bounty on the on the seventeen people that were kidnapped with Christian Aid Ministry, the missionaries in Haiti. Lord God, please protect them. Please protect them. There are four children with them, and besides the driver, when they were kidnapped. Lord, I pray that you would keep them under your wing. They're peaceful people. They believe in turning the other cheek. And, Lord, they love you, and we love you. And, Lord, we need a miracle. We need a miracle. We need, please touch the kidnappers' hearts. May they be changed. May they see you, and I know they can't be looking on those folks and not see you. Lord, I pray that we would all be more like you. Without you, we are nothing. We're nothing. And Lord, I ask that you would please strengthen the people. I'm sure they're scared because you tell us not to fear. But sometimes I think that means even though we're scared, we still have to do what we need to do. And we need to trust in you, and I know they do, especially protect the little children. Please, I ask you. And I I thank you that you hear us. I thank you that I know they love you and you love them. But you also, you died for the people who kidnapped them as well. You died for us all. But we have to, we have to turn to you. So, Lord, may we turn, may we turn from our gadgets and our devices and our bowing our heads to other idols. 
and lift our heads and our hands up to you and give you glory because without you we have no hope. You know, Paul Paul knew what he was headed for and he gave you glory in all of it. Jesus, you knew exactly what you were headed for and you glorified your Father. May we glorify you and your Father. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for Ray. I ask you, Lord, to pour your Spirit out on this world, on our nation, on D.C. Yes. D.C. is not a good place, and we know that. It's a city with seven hills, just like Rome. So, Lord, without you, we have no hope. And we need we need to turn to you and not to a false religion. We got we got lots of churches. They're probably not really full. Probably you know, and then it's hooey. And 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 Lord, that's not worshiping you. We need a heart that worships you from you. And without you we can't have any hope of worshiping you properly. So I thank you for those pastors who do know you and listen to you and obey you. And may we also just you be our all. You are our all. Yes. May we have opportunity, Lord, to to be your face to others. And that it be all for you and not for us. Remove all the selfishness. The, the self-centeredness. I thank you, Lord, so much for your word, your your scripture that gives us the wisdom to seek you for salvation. Because without you, you are our only hope. But you are hope, and we have hope because of you. We know how the book ends. And you are our bookend. You are Lord. Please, what I do is for the people who who are ill. But, Lord, I ask also, it seems like there are bad times that are coming and times of persecution and, and times our government's already getting wacky in this nation. Lord, did you give us the strength to be obedient to you? That, yes, we respect our government, but not if our government goes against your word and your law. Because we lift you up. We don't worship anything other than you. And so, Lord, give us the strength, just like the strength that I ask that you give those those missionaries in Haiti that have been kidnapped. As you give them strength, that you strengthen us as well. So that we say no to what is not right in your sight and what you don't want for your people. And that we don't do anything to our bodies that you wouldn't want us to do. And, Lord, I pray for the people who are sick and for raised family members who 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 been diagnosed with COVID. Lord, yes. that you would heal their bodies so quickly and so thoroughly that they're healthier than they were before. They feel better and more strengthened. And please protect Pastor Ray. 
And I thank you, Lord, that you give us all that you give us, you know, like my heat working, you know, that's a miracle because the air conditioner wasn't. And I was worried and I just thank you for answering my prayer and taking care of me. And please take care of him especially and this ministry and this radio program. And I thank you that you hear our prayers and I give you all the glory and praise in your holy son, Jesus name, I pray. And I thank you for Pastor Ray. Amen. Amen. And Lynn, thank you for the gift you just sent. I got the box yesterday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Ray. God bless you today. God bless you too. Our phone number is 877-534-0780. We have time for one more quick call at least. You're welcome to call right now. This next week, I'm going to be off air all week, but there will be rebroadcast sermons that have never been aired before, most from our Sunday morning worship service. I'm going to take this coming week to fast and pray for the church, for the work of the gospel, for this radio broadcast, for the finances to be able to continue next month. We're a long way from where we need to be. So this week will be my time to just fast and pray. If you'd like to fast and pray this week, please join me in doing that. The Lord will know and he'll honor you. I pray that your heart is changing. I got a letter from a dear believer in San Jose, California yesterday. And she is saying no to her flesh and getting rid of everything in her life that she accumulated for her own kingdom. I just praised Jesus as I read her letter yesterday. It's time to say no to the world, the flesh, and the devil. It's time to say yes to Jesus. And to do that, we're going to have to take some significant time to fast and pray and wait upon the Lord. I invite you to do that. Give up your agenda and get on God's agenda. Give up your busyness and your social media. Fast the Facebook for at least a week. You'll see the withdrawal symptoms that will plague you. Lord, I know the way of darkness is made to look so attractive by the devil. But I know it takes us down into destruction. It puts us to sleep. It causes us to be unconscious. Lord, would you change what's happening in the church in America? Would you awaken your church to its grave danger? Lord, you said in Jeremiah 29, you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, 
declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I've banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place which I carried you from into exile. Lord, I seek you with all of my heart. I seek you, Jesus, with all of my heart. I seek your kingdom and your righteousness. And I pray, O oh God, that you will bring such conviction in the heart of every person listening today that they will no longer be in any manner casual before you. But they will seek your face. Because you've said if we would seek your face with our whole heart, you would be found by us. Lord, you've not been found by the American Christian Church. We've lost sight of you. We can only see our own possibilities and our own desires and our own success and our own religion. Lord, I cast that religion of men to the ground. I curse it in the name of Jesus. I ask that you would bring forth the true religion that you taught Jesus when you walked upon the earth, that you would bring forth the true religion of the early church. Lord, would you come and do a thorough overhaul of our hearts and our minds and our lives that we would not be satisfied to just go to work and earn our money and live our lives and be empty and devoid of your Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, there must be a revival and a reformation. I ask that you would shut the mouths of the lying prophets who say everything's going to be just fine, just relax. Lord, they're lying. We're headed into an incredible storm. And many will not make it through. Lord, come quickly, I pray. In your holy name. Amen. Well, you've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. This has been our day of prayer. I'm looking forward to the day when the phones will be so jammed I won't have an opportunity to pray because so many others want to pray. But right now it's a reflection of the true condition of the American church and the church in Washington, D.C. Breaks my heart. Causes me to weep before the Lord. I'd love to hear from you. I'm thankful for those of you who've written to me this past week, for those of you who have contributed toward the cost of the radio. We're almost $4,000 again this month. Write to me at the National Prayer Chapel and make the, the check out to National Prayer Chapel. Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Again, that address, 
Oh, we have another caller. Let's take him quickly. Yes, hello, Father. I thank you for today. Um, Pastor Grinley um, spoke of fasting this coming new week, and I have started to fast in regards to um, I don't have a cell phone or go on the Internet. Um, I listen to the radio. I don't have a TV, and when I go out, I listen to a, um, a little radio. And I, you know, Father, that I stopped taking it with me because I want to spend more time with you. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm seeking to be even closer with you, Father. And I pray for that you give us courage for that which is about to come upon yes. the land that whether it be, um, a casual society and homelessness and persecution, I pray that you give us courage. And I don't need to say a lot of words. <clears throat> These words are, are powerful. This prayer uh, I'm saying to you, it's simple that you please give us courage and take our desires away, that we hate what you hate and love what you love and um, help us to seek you more with all of our heart to have a clear, sound mind. I pray you put your warring angels with fire and the Holy Spirit all around us to minister to us and protect us in all of our ways. Thank you, Father. God bless you, Pastor Greenlee. I love you. Bye-bye. Thank you, dear sister. God bless you. Well, that concludes our time of prayer today. Go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. That's nationalprayerchapel.com. I also invite you to come and join us on a Sunday morning. Our service begins at 10 a.m. It meets in my living room, and it's a very serious meeting. You're welcome to come. Go to the webpage, and you'll get directions. Well, God bless you. I love you. Pray for me this coming week. I'll be praying for you. I'll talk to you soon. Attention, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.